You are about to enter a great adventure. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Strutting from Gorilla. This is Mikey Cash in the big boy chair, and with me, as always, is Big Vito. Uh, today, we got a pretty loaded episode for you guys. But before we get into that, let's remind you where you can find us on the socials. On Facebook, it's at SFG Podcast. On Twitter and TikTok, it's at from underscore gorilla. On Instagram, you can find us at SF Gorilla Pod. And as always, you can find us on our website, struttingfromgorilla.com. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, feel free to give us a five-star rating and review. We'll really appreciate it. So without further ado, let's get into the bulk of our episode today. We're going to be covering AEW's pay-per-view revolution, giving our thoughts on it. And we're also going to be giving our thoughts on the card so far and the build so far for this year's WrestleMania. We're going to sprinkle in some other things, too, if we have time. But Vito, I know we talked about this beforehand. We're recording this on March 15th, and I'm sure everyone who will be listening to this episode when it gets published will have heard the news about Scott Hall and his tragic passing. So I feel like we need to just start off there. Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, was, that wasn't I've the never, best. I've ever. never been so sad to hear that. I, I know, man. Um, yeah, it, it, it wasn't great. Um I'll be honest, though, you know, you, you, you've watched him come back in a few episodes of Raw or whatnot, and over the last probably 10 years, he comes back for Hall of Fames, and I mean, he didn't look like a million bucks, let's put it that way, but you give the guy credit, he was in a pretty dark spot, came back, and um, kind of resurrected himself a little bit where mm-hmm. he was at least able to come back and be presentable in front of the fans. Um, But it's never good. I mean, you could see that he had a big influence in a lot of people in the WWE locker room, younger and older, you know, Um, I'll tell you my, I'll just, since we're going to take a minute here and I'll I'll let you go off on it. But my favorite, um, my favorite Scott Hall, pieces was obviously Razor Ramon you know Mm -hmm. we grew up and he was right there when I started watching wrestling and he did it so good I remember the 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 vignettes where he would talk about kind of like he was um not Al Pacino but Scarface type guy and uh they were they were priceless they were priceless little video intros no you're right you're right that was cool I'm and I think I remember reading that he actually took a lot of his influence from Scarface. He was basically just acting it out in front of Vince, and Vince had no idea who it was. So he just thought it was this cool character while they were filming all those vignettes when they were like out on the town and stuff, and he was in the cars and everything. So it's it was cool. Uh, you know, thinking about him beyond even just the wrestler, like you mentioned, Vito, there was something... I, I was really thinking about this, because last night, I this hit me hard. For some reason and it hit me a lot harder than a lot of the other wrestler deaths that we've unfortunately heard the news about over the years and I think part of it was just the random nature of how this happened you know given Scott's lifestyle and the things that he was doing back in the day 
in some ways it almost would have not surprised me if we had heard that there was an OD or there was some sort of substances involved, but this was just so random. The guy was in for hip surgery and it's just this random occurrence where he ends up having these heart attacks and ends up on life support. I, th I think it's just awful because I think back to that documentary, The Resurrection of Jake the Snake, mm -hmm. and Scott Hall's in that. And you watch this guy rehab, and you watch this guy start to get healthy and start to take care of himself. And him and Jake end up getting inducted into the Hall of Fame later on that year. And I remember just being so happy for him. And to see that it meant so much to him to get back to that point where he was connected again with his friends, you know, the click for whatever the history is, they were friends, they were brothers. And it was just really cool to see those guys back together again. And I, I it just, I think I'm still processing my feelings on it, but I find myself yeah. just incredibly sad about watching him turn his life around and then have this happen. It seems like such a random occurrence. So it's, it's been hard for me to sort of come to grips with it, quite honestly. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things where you can get rid of the demons, but the demons never leave type of situation where I know this was a little bit of a, 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 a fluke, mm. but health-wise, you know, he didn't put himself in the best position yeah. he possibly could be. Mm. And I can't... I obviously have a lot of respect for the guy for what he's done in wrestling and then how he even came back afterwards and and changed his life around but again the demons always come back at some at somehow some way you know what I mean and unfortunately for him it, it, it was his health and um, yeah. he, he never looked fully to himself you know what I mean like even when he would get up to speak at a Hall of Fame or the Raw reunions like he struggled to get up and um you could tell he just wasn't the same guy um physically mentally right. he I, was there yeah you know I, mentally, I think, I I think you're absolutely there. right um yeah. but but it just goes to show and i hope a lot of the wrestlers kind of if they take anything from from scott hall or razor ramon it's you can be a good guy in the business <laughs> yeah, good guy hmm. in the business you can be a good guy in the business and have a business mind, but you have to do things right physically and mentally for yourself, especially in a sport where you're traveling all the time and make the right decisions. And it's not always easy. Yeah. Um, and, and you, they can use him as an, as an example to that so that maybe someone else doesn't go down that road and they, they can extend yeah. their life a little bit longer. Um, but I, you know, I, the one thing I'll say, cause I don't want to take up too much time. Right. On this, of course. Of course. We'll maybe we'll do like a tribute episode to him anyways, mm -hmm. but my favorite, I, I used to love when he would um, come into WCW because their whole outsider angle was unbelievable. It was yeah, so it was real. Cool. But it was a game changer. My, my favorite part would always be when he would come out to the ring and it'd be, hey, yo, how many of you guys came here to see WCW? Then he'd pull the audience. <laughs> they'd, all, they'd all boo. Yeah, I remember like, this. How many of you came to see NWO? And then everyone would cheer, right? And then he'd go, survey says another one for the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like it's the stupidest thing yeah. in the whole world but he, just the way he did it was it just so worked it was just delivery well it was everything about it 
Well, so uh, you know, our our condolences to Scott Hall's family and uh, you know all the wrestlers that were impacted by this too. We've seen on social media a lot of people have been impacted by his loss. You know, we are, and and you know we'll be thinking about about him and his family, and we'll be doing another uh, an episode on Scott Hall. I think very soon uh, yep. as a tribute. So. Um, well, we're going to, no easy segue for this, but let's move on. We're going to cover the Revolution pay-per-view. Vito, did you get to watch it? I did, yeah. Um, I know, weirdly enough, we didn't we didn't plan this, but uh, for the listeners, both Mike and myself were on vacation in the same spot, and um, it was a week One apart. Week to the we day. literally, he was, he was flying out, leaving as I was flying in, so uh, it wasn't planned that way, but it it just happened. And unfortunately mm-hmm. when I was there, I didn't get a chance to see it live, um, which I was disappointed about, but yeah. I did watch 90% of it. Um, uh, there were a couple matches I missed, but I mean, it was a banger, Mike. It was a banger. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they, uh, to, to AEW's credit, they have just done such a great job with their pay-per-views. It's hard to go back to a pay-per-view that they've put on and say, Hey, this wasn't great. I will also say that their bar is not very high. Like they, WWE has set the bar so low that, uh, you, you could do pretty much anything and have one stellar match on Mm -hmm. their card. And I would automatically be excited, but it just seems like every match they put on, in a pay-per-view has me excited to watch. Um, and almost all of them lived up to the hype, which is extremely hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that's my thoughts on it. I mean, yeah. we can go specifically into yeah, some ones that we like, however you want to do this. Well, for me, my general thoughts, and I don't know how you felt about this, Vito. I wrote it in the show notes, but it felt like overall this pay-per-view had a, a certain theme to it. It There was... It felt different than some of their other shows in the sense that even like the style of the matches throughout the night overall felt very similar. And I don't yeah. mean that in a bad way. I feel like there was just a theme to Revolution and that theme was a little bit more gritty, a little bit harder hitting, a little bit slower paced. Things, even that ladder match was not a huge fast paced like car crash like maybe we've been used to in the past. I, I, and I'm not saying there wasn't moments, but I think overall that match was a lot slower paced than other ladder matches that I've seen. Yeah, but you so got to understand, I, they also had three well, guys, had that guys. 300, 300 guys plus, which no, I was... I, I, which I'm saying I, this I was, because I liked it. Yeah, I, oh, I thought too. it was interesting. I think they did that purposely, though, because we've all mm-hmm. seen ladder matches where it's all these fl- high-flying dudes... And it's just, you know, high flyer after high flyer after high flyer after spot mm-hmm. after spot. And this one was different. They did some cool things where, you know, Hobbs and, and Keith Lee ripped the the ladder yeah, that apart, was kinda which cool. was really was cool. Um, uh, they just did some cool things. They uh, Unfortunately, I think um, the, the ending was messed up a little bit because the, the power bomb off the top ladder to the second ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't look super clean, but I mean, it, it didn't matter at that point. Right. Like, I mean, it it's also a ladder a... match, so I know. not everything going to look clean. But they did some. That's crazy where stuff. you're a little too used to WWE. Yeah, I don't mind that the... because thing WWE always comes off as very polished. 
if yeah, nothing which else, we hate, we've we talked it, about it. It's a, it's incredibly polished, and that's yeah. one of their calling cards. That's yeah. what I mean by this was a little bit grittier. This was harder hitting. It didn't look perfect, and that's okay too. I'm fine but with all of that. I I know Orange Cassidy got hurt during the end of that match. Oh yeah, because Keith Lee. Yeah, Keith Lee chucked him a mile when you didn't need to. <laughs> like, dude, he's just so big, man. I've never, I look at him and I'm just like, he's a beast. Like, he's yeah. an athletic, not that Mabel or Viscera wasn't athletic for a big guy, but Keith Lee is more fit. I mean, he's not a mm-hmm. totally fit guy, but way more fit than him. I'm just nervous about his longevity with being such a big guy and taking bumps the way he does. Like he's just got to be careful. He's a big, yeah. big dude, man. And yeah. he's got to be careful. Like Wardlow and, and Hobbs are in physically good shape, you know, and they yeah. can handle yeah. more stuff, but we'll see what happens. I, I just, mm-hmm. you know, they got so many wrestlers in AEW that I don't think he needs to take like this huge spotlight. He can be different and almost take a big show type of role to a higher level um, because he's a little bit more athletic than Big Show, at least later God, in his career. I, I hope he doesn't take the Big Show slot because, no offense to Big Show, but he was one of the worst booked giants I've ever seen. That he guy, was. <laughs> he, he was, but yeah. he screwed but anyway, up early in anyway, his career. Anyway, we're talking about No, I know. He show. screwed up early in his career by taking all the crazy bumps he did as such a big dude. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyways, but, but yeah, yeah, ladder match I, was great. Um I I'm felt like Hobbs shined won. in that match. I think Hobbs, Hobbs is Hobbs getting really better came and better. out of that looking good. Really Hobbs is getting better and good. better, man. He really is. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed um, it a lot. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you, the other match that I really liked, and it was a simple match, and of course I'm going to like it because Daniel Bryan or Bryan mm-hmm. Danielson's in it. Um, I, I like the Moxley-Danielson yep. match, and it was a simple match. I mean... The only thing I'll, I'll, I'll say I didn't like it was it was very similar to the um, CM Punk MJF match, right? Like bloody, hard hit. There was a lot of blood. Yeah, and it was almost too much for the pay per view. Which, um, again, whatever. I, I don't care about. You that. Never thought you'd say that. <laughs> no, but I I like when they do it and it means something, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I I like the Moxley match. I love that William Regal came out and. Here's a fact that I, I bet you don't even know, and I'm going to enlighten you because I just read the Moxley book. I'm not halfway through, but there's a section in there about how William Regal was a huge influence on Moxley. Um, I'm not going to spoil it because I don't want to mm-hmm. tell the whole story, but there's a, a chapter in there and it's really good. And basically there was a point when Moxley came into um, NXT and he, uh, Regal was the commentator and he had a little spot with Regal and he was, you know, Moxley was starting to gain some steam and people were liking him and it almost was too fast. And he had a match with Regal and Regal beat the shit out of him. Meaning like really like was like, Hey man, calm your britches a little bit. You're good, but you're not that good yet. And Moxley was pissed. So for almost a year, every time, Moxley would come out and he would win. He would stare at Regal at commentary and it was done purposely. And like it built up this feud and Regal would just ignore him. Like, right. Whatever, right. man. Like I beat you. You're, you're still not there. And then finally it came down to the last episode of NXT 
um, that, or I'm sorry, it wasn't NXT. FCW. It was, um, FCW. Sorry. Yes. FCW. And it was the last episode and they actually aired it on TV and it was him versus Regal and they ended up having to stop the match and it wasn't planned. Um, and it actually made it better because it was such a brutal match and it, mm-hmm. it, it, it just, it was a really cool angle and, and Moxley has a lot of respect for him and, and the Dan, uh, Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. I always call him Daniel Bryan. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. but it's interchangeable. He, he also point. did too. So the fact that he came out and kind of put them together like that and just his expression. I mean, it's William Regal. You yeah. all, who doesn't love William Regal? Hey, I, I'm excited to see where it goes. Quite honestly. I, I think like you said, the match would, in some respects, I think was similar to the dog collar match. I don't think it was exactly that, but there were some similarities for sure. And, and again, this comes back to, but just my thought about this, this pay-per-view having a general theme. And I think that sometimes even you could hear it even during that Moxley Danielson match, the crowd didn't know how to handle this. I think they, they became accustomed to like, I, I think just car crash after car crash, big thing after big thing, because they they've gotten I, I think almost accustomed to just responding to spots. Yeah. And so I feel like they were almost thrown off by the fact that there was a lot it felt to me at least like there was a lot more psychological factors in the matches on at Revolution than yep. typical. And I, I I don't know. I maybe I'm just reading too much into it. You know how I am. No, but I I didn't. I, I, I didn't think that Orlando crowd just seemed really weird to me. There were some times where yeah. they were like they were oddly quiet, as yeah. if they really didn't know how to respond to things. It happened multiple times throughout that yeah. night. I, I didn't get that feeling. Um, I'm not saying it wasn't there. I've also said that I've seen dynamites that have been seemed off. Like they've yeah, there've been some dynamites that have seemed weird too. But listen, overall. It's far superior than what WWE is giving us, and I know you can oh, sure. you put them in two but, different you know, categories. I, we gotta we gotta move away from the I know. comparison. I know I am because... I am I am. I'm just saying it's far different, and it's and it's refreshing. So yeah. to me, a crowd not responding is doesn't even matter to me. Like no I'm, no, they could it, give it me didn't... one good match. They could give me one good match in that pay per view, and I would be yeah. satisfied. And unfortunately, unfortunately, we got like a dozen good matches. So. I know it was a lot. And maybe they, part yeah. of it was, they were exhausted too. Maybe that, could that be. plays into it, you know, but I, I, I just, it was just something I noted. I think the matches were great. You know, for yeah. me, you know, you know, for me, what one of my highlights was, was Britain and Rosa. Oh, I great match. They, I thought they yeah. tore it up. Yeah. And that was one of the matches where I noticed the crowd was off. Cause it just didn't seem like it was matching up with what they were doing in the ring. The crowd reaction yeah. didn't match up. But I'm not I'm not so aside. sure the yeah, I'm not so sure the the, the Jade Cargo match and Ty Conti match yeah, was it was, was it's a great. good short match. I here's the problem with, with Jade though. She's so far above other women wrestlers physically that mm-hmm. it's gonna be hard for them, even her versus Britt Break Britt Brit Break Britt Baker. <laughs> Baker, God, uh, sorry. Um is <laughs> but I don't know that they're they're the same style. Like it's almost like putting yeah. China. I think you said that at one point that she was kind of like China. Uh, like if you go back in the archives mm-hmm. of, of, um, of this, I'm sure podcast. I And you, that you couldn't be more spot on. She's got a little bit more swag than, uh, 
than China. Um, but oh, she I, does I think have she, more swag than China. I, she, I put her up there in top female wrestlers today. Like, you know, it's just maybe it's different. I would say she has. And again, I, I I know I just said let's not compare the WWE. I know, but this is the only template I have when I'm thinking about th- this kind of wrestler. She yeah. strikes me as a bit of a, a hybrid of China and Beth Phoenix. Because Beth Phoenix oh, had call. a lot more of that yeah. character good call. Work yeah. going. And so she had a lot more swag. I mean, we've seen her recently. Beth Phoenix has got swag. She is. She's a badass. And I think Jade is like that. I think I she's growing. You see it with every match. She's getting a little bit better every time. And that's, that's what you want to see. I mean, she's it putting is. the work in. So... I think this is fine for where she's at right now. I think Tenkati Tenkati is a really good wrestler too, and again, just people coming along. You know, they're kind of yeah. helping each other out. I think that's awesome. And yeah. that match didn't need to be super long. It needed. Nope. It was just kind of short. They're still trying to showcase Jade and hide some of that, some of the weaknesses right now that she still has in her game. Yeah, I think she's training with with uh, Brian Danielson. I think that can only pay dividends for her as she goes on. <laughs> So uh, I I'm I, I was happy with it, but um, yeah. I'm trying to think what else. So Jericho so, uh, and Kingston uh, had a okay. badass match. What a so, curtain opener! Holy so smokes! I, I was gonna tell you, um, Eddie Kingston is really growing on me, man. And yeah. I, it's one of those things where, like, I, at first I'm like, who is this guy? Why is he here? And what value does he bring to anything? <laughs> like. He just is an out of shape dude who I don't know. I, I just could never pinpoint it, but I will tell you his match against CM Punk was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It felt real, which maybe it was. Cause I don't know that they love each other in real life, but I can tell you that the match with Jericho also felt that same way. Mm-hmm. And I don't, maybe that's the value he brings. Maybe he's a little bit more hard hitting. Um, he's got that kind of strong style where, yeah. he, I mean, if you look like, he was bruised up and you don't see guys bruised up after a match is I. So I'm wondering if like him and Jericho were like, okay. And Cause him and punk had the same style match too. So I'm wondering if they were like, all right, we're going to make this hard hitting. And you could see even with Jericho's punch to the back of the head to him and his yeah. punch to the back of the head, it didn't it seem fake. Stiff. Yeah, it, it was, was very stiff. stiff, man. And I and I I'm thinking it was on purpose, and maybe that's the style he brings. Kind of like like Mick Foley type deal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, let's make this real. It's um, possible. It, it, Kingston on his Twitter tends to reference New Japan and all Japan a lot. So it wouldn't surprise sense. me that his style is influenced from those guys. I think a lot of AEW is is geared more towards the New Japan mm-hmm. style wrestling in general. Um with some of the wrestlers, but I thought it was a great match. Jericho looks to be in great shape, by the way. He yeah. Must really, what, all whatever the people that telling him he looked... was that he had, <laughs> yeah. whatever lit the fire under his ass, but <laughs> yeah. the, the guy looked like he quit drinking for a little while. Cause you yeah. can kind of see it in his face that it yeah. was getting, he was getting a little swollen in the face, but you could see he and was moving around better. He looks great now. I, yeah. I'm happy for him. I think it's, it's good yeah. for, for his health. It's good for his longevity in the ring. However much longer this guy has, but yeah. I thought that match overall was a really great tone setter for the night. So it just yep. kind of play, for this is for me. This is what keeps playing into my theory yeah. here that there was a theme. Maybe I'm wrong, oh, but anyway, no, I'll get off. I, of that. I agree. But here's the thing about Jericho that I love: he doesn't need to be 
the centerpiece of AEW. He was for a little bit when they first mm-hmm. started. And and I think that was needed because they needed a, a marquee guy that, that could kind of carry the torch and, and whatnot. But yeah. you can see he's kind of backing off a little bit, but he's not. The effort he's putting in is not backing off. It's just he's not Agreed. the main event guy, which is perfect. Like that he doesn't is, need to be. But that's perfect. And I think he understands it. And I think that that's all you need. You don't need guys with big egos that want to be WWE champion. <coughs> Brock Lesnar. Um, that uh, that that just steal the show from all these younger guys to to make it more interesting. So kudos to them. I, I was very impressed with that match. But let me ask you this question. How did you feel about that tag team match? The triple, I, what, I don't even know what you would call it. It's not a triple tag. I, I don't even know. I honestly thought it was a stellar match. I loved it. But here's what <laughs> I, I don't like. What? what? I loved the match. I thought Jurassic Express put on. I'm glad they were in there because I just, I love the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. But over the past probably year, every match they're in on a pay-per-view is like 45 minutes long. And it's I ridiculous. Know. It's a marathon. But, but I think they're so good. It's just it doesn't need to be that way. Um, no. And however, this match, the, some of the spots that were in it were unbelievable. The way they ended it was awesome. The the power bomb, yeah, over Luchasaurus to to um, to Jungle Boy. I'm I'm just gonna say this now. Mm-hmm. Jungle Boy is gonna be up there and with one of the best wrestlers of all time at some point. And that's he big praise, just, though. I'm just saying it. He he mm. he's got the it factor. He may not be the most charismatic guy on the mic, but he knows how to wrestle. Yeah, and he he does a great job. And and I think it's a perfect fit with him and and Luchasaurus, who is like your cane of the modern. Era. Uh, that's exactly like, what I was thinking. Yeah, dude, was, that's exactly what it is. It, dude, I, I so I do agree with you to an extent. I. I think this might have been Jungle Express's best match to date in the tag team division. They were wonderful. And maybe that was part of the dancing partners they had. The Bucks yeah, and Red Dragon 100%. are not slouches in the ring. And I think this is the first time you really got to see Bobby Fish and O'Reilly kind of shine since they've gotten into AEW. They've had some matches here and there, but this was a real showcase for them. Yep. And I, obviously, we know where it's going. This this match was almost a vehicle to continue to drive that rivalry between the Young Bucks and Red Dragon, and with Adam Cole stuck in the middle. So I think this was sort of used in that way. Even though it was used that way, I think it was still great. I loved it, and I, I would go back and watch that match again, because I think they did a lot of things really well. That was a match where the crowd was completely into it, pretty much from bell to bell, and I I, I could... I could rewatch that many, many times and still find enjoyment out of it. So I'm excited to see what happens now. And, and speaking of, because I want to save the dog collar match for our last, just the last thing we talk about, about revolution. That's fine. I, I I want to say that I, I feel kind of bad because this AEW title match, I didn't feel as excited for it as I wanted to, because on paper, Adam page versus Adam Cole seems like a banger. And it seems like this could be a main event on many a wrestling show. But for some reason, it felt very overshadowed. And maybe that's because 
a, a, an unintended consequence of what AEW tends to do, which is just load up these shows. Sometimes it's hard to kind of get yourself invested in that one match. And this yeah. was the match that fell off for me. And I feel bad about it because I do, I do think it was a good match. I just didn't feel myself as invested as I was maybe in the, you know, the payoff with, you know, Hangman Page and Omega, right? I don't know yeah, about you. And no, I, I agree. I didn't see the match. That's the one match that I, I wasn't able to see. Um, but I can tell you that even just from the buildup of the pay-per-view and everything, I, I'm not sure that Adam Page is the champion has gotten much love. I mean, we've seen more of MJF and CM Punk on regular TV than we have of, of Hangman Page. And yeah, that's he, no, he's not felt like an him. afterthought. But it's no knock to him. He's a great performer and a great champion. I mean, he's had some great matches. Mm-hmm. It just, they do a good job of building up storylines. And unfortunately, they only have so much time. And they have so much talent over there yeah. that it's like something gets lost in the shuffle. But, you know, if it wasn't a title match, that match wouldn't even have had much buildup. You know, so I think that at least it was the title match. You know, um, mm-hmm. because it just didn't give it time to build up too much, um, in my opinion. But I, again, if that's what we're complaining about, that match then it wasn't that a, bad d- exactly. on the WWE pay per view would be yeah. a, a five star match. So <laughs> I'm just right. gonna go ahead and say that. But overall, I give I give Revolution an A. Like mm-hmm. that's high praise. I, I there isn't much I can nitpick about. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I was, here's the thing. I I get excited for those pay-per-views like I used to when I was back in the day. Um, And they don't disappoint, man. And they set the bar high because they always have these like appearances by people and surprises. And they really didn't have any outside of Regal, but that was not really the same thing. But maybe that's a good thing, right? It's a very good thing. They were starting to learn their lesson of, it's not going to be realistic for us to keep doing this every single show. You just can't do it. You you can't no. keep that kind of momentum up. It's not yep. sustainable. So spread the love a little bit. I see what they were doing initially. The, the first couple of years, I felt like it was happening at every pay-per-view up until maybe September of 2021 when you had yep. Adam Cole and Brian Danielson come out. That was a big move. After yep. that, they've sort of spread it out and it's not so big anymore because I think now you don't want to start training the audience to come to expect that because then you will run into some trouble. So I think they're, they're doing a good job by toning that piece of it down. Oh, I agree. uh, Well, so should we get to the dog collar match? Yeah, let's get to dog collar match. And Mikey, if this, if this one, if this episode goes a little bit long, because we want to cover some of the more WrestleMania stuff, I have no problem with that. I'm, I'm fine with that. I want to get to that. So, um, Dog collar match. First of all, this feud is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just because I'm an MJF guy. You know how much I love the guy. Um, it just has been a great feud. It brings it, it it's what wrestling is about, right? Because yeah. if you can get a feud like this that gets you excited to watch a pay-per-view without it being one of ten title matches that have no value anymore um to me that's what wrestling is about right and they these guys have done such a great job and listen i'm not going to give us credit but i'm going to give us credit because 
we have talked about this match back in our first, maybe even second episode where we talked about people who are good on the mic. And we said an amazing match would be CM Punk versus MJF. It would be a great feud because they're so good on the mic, but they back it up in the ring too. You know, Hmm. Um, I would say that they're just their buildup on the mic is even better than the match, which is very rare nowadays. Um, And they did a great job. I mean, they really did. Um, I I thought the match was awesome. They used the dog collar just the way it should be. And it was perfect because it gave you that element of this little twerp can't run away. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to get my dues, whether you like it or not. And then the whole ending with Wardlow kind of winning the, the, the brass ring thing and being mm-hmm. like, see you later, MJF. <laughs> it was, yeah, perfect. he got the ring he wanted and gave him back the other one. Yeah, it was perfect. CM Punk is really in, even his wrestling. Um, it, it is slowly came back to where it kind of was before. Yeah. This was a good showcase for him. He looked great. You can tell this guy was motivated again. He, the yep. passion is back. You can see <laughs> yeah. it. He came out to his old Ring of Honor yeah. theme song. He came out in his old gear. That was pretty cool. And so, and it was very sort of part and parcel with the news of Tony Khan buying Ring of Honor. It couldn't have been more couldn't have been more of an example of synergy, you know? Oh yeah. And and here's here's something that um I, 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 this goes a shout out to, to big mango. I know he's not a CM punk guy. He kind of gets on his nerves and I understand that. And honestly, looking back, I can understand why a lot of people would be irked by him because he kind of was like, I hate wrestling. I'm never coming back. Blah, 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 blah. Well, I read an article and you guys should check it out. You should check it out as well. God, I gotta, I can't remember the, the, the magazine that it was in. It Great happened... article so far, Vito. Oh, I know it was, it popped up in one of my, I want to say it was Esquire or something weird. It popped up and I read it, but it talked about his comeback to wrestling, mm-hmm. but it talked about how beat down this guy was and how much he hated wrestling because of the things that had happened. I mean, there was one point where he basically shit his pants wrestling and WWE didn't even care like it it just he had so many things going on physically that were bothering him and he just had to keep pushing through it and read the article Mm -hmm. because it kind of talks about his slow comeback because this guy hated wrestling for a time and 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 he was fighting lawsuits and he had to go in and testify about all these awful things that had happened and it's like when you have all of that negative energy coming from a passionate thing that you love and you have to relive it for a long period of time and fight in court over it, I would also hate it, you know? And I think he was planning on coming back to AEW a lot sooner than 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 when he actually did. But he had the pandemic hit. And so he mm-hmm. waited. Um, and I'm glad he did um, because it was a great great thing i'll tell you his comeback was was fantastic and i was waiting for this match i think everyone kind of has been waiting for it and this feud and honestly i hope it doesn't end (laughs) it doesn't seem like it's going to no i would imagine they might have another match yeah scheduled between the two of them just given the way this ended or or maybe they're just going to move away from it for a little while and then come back to it later i could see this being 
a story that will ebb and flow. It will come and go. Well, they'll never actually be completely done with each other, but they'll sort of go on to other things and then come circling back to one another, perhaps at some point when MJF has a title that comes back around. And yeah, we all know that a baby face is a lot better when they're chasing the title than when they got it. So nope, I agree. This might fit uh, perfectly for punk. To, I just want to point out the article is in Esquire. I was correct. And it's called right, the rise, good. the fall. It's not, not the rise and fall of CM Punk. It's the fall and rise of CM Punk. So okay. check it out. I'll tweet it out. Um, it was a good one. It's, mm-hmm. it, it covers a lot of stuff that maybe you didn't know. And I think it'll shed a different light. I think it'll change Mr. Mango's tune on Mr. CM Punk. So um, yeah. Anyways. That was my thought. The last thing I want to talk about before we get into um, WWE, though, is um, the Ring of Honor situation. I, yeah. I think we need to just touch on this briefly because I I think it's a great thing. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I think I just have a lot more faith that Tony Khan. To me, I look at Vince McMahon and I look at Tony Khan. And what I like about Tony Khan is that he's a fan of wrestling, you know, and he he really understands what it's like to be a fan. And you could see that. So he's willing to do things for fans rather than get his jollies off on what he thinks is best for business. Um, and and that's what I like about AEW. Mm-hmm. And Vince, unfortunately, used to be that way. And I don't know if it's his old age or whatever, but it's just like everything runs through Vince. And unfortunately, his decisions as of the last, I'm going to call it 10 years, have been more fails than 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 hits um Mm. and and i understand they're trying to be two separate different companies they really aren't the same but i i'm a tony khan guy and the ring of honor purchase is great because he's getting all these guys all the guys that are top stars for him were ring of honor guys you know yeah so i mean what are your thoughts the library yeah one of the one of the pieces of news that came out a few weeks ago was it's nothing official, but it, it was coming through that there's some sort of working agreement that's not finalized yet between AEW and HBO Max. So I wonder if this is another piece of that, more content for that service. You're going to have yeah. the Ring of you could potentially have the Ring of Honor library. You could have the backlog now of Dynamites and Rampages. I don't know if pay per views would be included in that, but if that comes to fruition, that's a really good get for Tony Khan. And HBO Max is a hell of a lot easier to navigate than Peacock. So I think it's it's another win for AEW if if this actually goes through. Again, nothing's official yet, so I'm not trying to no. start any shit. But it, it could be a really good move for them to get some sort of streaming presence. Because I think 100%. that's the one piece of their game that's missing. They just didn't have enough content yet. Yeah, and, this and, and now they got content. three years worth yeah. of dynamites, yep. almost a year worth of rampage, and I, I, Mike, I, maybe some pay per views. Who knows? Yeah, but they got enough talent that they don't even have enough time on these shows to to handle it. So they could mm-hmm. put AEW Dark on there. They could do a yep. lot of different things Absolutely. that would be great and not over flood, not have a three hour dynamite like a three hour raw. I just yeah. I can't handle the three hour raw anymore because. They just put filler stuff in there. You have mm-hmm. stupid segments that are right. a half hour long that I'm like, I just wasted a half hour of my life because this was clearly just filler shit. Yeah. But Anyways. yeah, well, no, I, I agree with you. I 
but I, just to talk about the Ring of Honor thing again. Yeah. One of outside of the library, I'm curious about the impact of Ring uh, on Ring of Honor and the title holders that are around right now. You got mm-hmm. Jonathan Gresham, who is the Ring of Honor champion. And then you have Deanna Perrazzo, who's the Ring of Honor women's champion, but she's on impact defending that title. So yeah. I'm really curious what this means for their collaboration together. Are those titles going to go away? Will they be rebranded somehow? There's rumors that the Ring of Honor can end up becoming a, a true developmental just territory. So I don't know. I'm not sure where this goes, but I could, uh, I'm interested. I could see them. I could see them using Ring of Honor to even like brings a few lower mid card guys from AEW over there to build a little bit more credibility for people to Mm. watch ring of honor. So then you're building some of these younger guys too, but getting some of these mid carders a chance to get a spotlight and see how they, they they react. I I just hope I I just have faith that they're going to do it right. Let's just put it that way. And if they don't, okay, whatever. You know, maybe who knows there's a chance that, Maybe uh, the game is looking for another job. He might be looking for a restart, considering that his former developmental territory just got absolutely butchered. There's a chance. Who the hell knows? We've seen stranger things in wrestling, man. So I I can't just throw that out as a complete impossibility. I can't imagine Triple H. This is a whole nother talk, but I can't imagine (laughs) Triple H is like, excited about his future in WWE. He's absolutely like, not. He's such There's a wrestling no way. guy. That like, guy has he... been radio silent on oh, social yeah. media. Oh, yeah. One of the last things he had posted was when Hit Row won uh, uh, when uh, Swerve won the North American Championship. Do you realize how long ago that was? I know. And then what happened about a month later? Anyway. I know. Anyway, we, yeah. we got off on a little tangent, but yeah. <laughs> it's alright. All right. It's alright. So anyway, so we're gonna Revolution make this... was great. Watch it yep. if you haven't, and we're excited to see what happens with Ring of Honor. Now, hold on. One thing we what? missed that I just what want to touch miss? on for Revolution: the Sting match, Sting Darby oh my Allen. God, how did we forget about Sting? I mean, the only thing I want to talk about that. How about a sixty-something-year-old guy jumping off onto tables? Like, <laughs> I don't know how we did what? it. What? Good for him. What? Yeah, I mean, no, great I'm happy stuff. for Sting. That that that's how good the pay per view was when that match just kind of goes down. Um, it was kind of a weird match, anyways. But um, and the other thing, <laughs> I know Sammy Guevara is not your boy, but the He's kid not. has put on some great matches in the past two months, dude. Like I know, I still match. just don't get him. And maybe I know I don't have to. I don't to, think you need. Like, to. People can like him, but I just he does. He still does nothing for me. I'm like, well, yeah. what? Who are you? Who yeah. are you? He's put you on some a big stellar flip. matches. You were Chris so. Jericho's friend, and you do a lot of flips. Yeah, I don't well, really I think, get it. I think he's breaking off now and trying to do his own thing. So we'll see what happens. But okay, we'll see. We'll see. Enough about Revolution. Sorry, Let's Sammy. get on to our buildup for WrestleMania, which will ultimately let us down, anyways. But we're going <laughs> to talk about it. So Vito, but I want to preface before we get into WrestleMania because I know that we. We were talking about trying not to compare the two. This is that I want to propose something to try to look at this in the context of the wrestling community here. AW, New Japan, Impact, Ring of Honor, AAA, 
NWA, anything else that's around, I consider actual wrestling. <laughs> I I feel like WWE is their own. It's they Neverland. Are. It's the yeah. one. It's where you go when you don't want to grow up and you still want to be a kid. The, That's perfect and, analogy. And it doesn't always work. Sometimes you can go and say, "Oh, well, that was nice." <laughs> Other times you go and you, like, "I got to get the fuck out of here, <laughs> and I got to go back to the real world." Here, they are in their own bubble. And when I, uh, I've been trying to look at it that way. And in that respect, then it does make sense to me that this is what they do in that world. They're the, in their own universe. Their WWE universe, like they like to market, and so when I look at it that way, it feels more palatable to me. I don't know about you, but that's how I've tried to look at it. That the other companies in wrestling in general tend to be able tend to have a different sort of sense of reality. Their canon all is sort of shared. You know, AEW does a good job of acknowledging what wrestlers have done in other companies. But WWE is their own thing. Once you've entered into that world, it's as if the other ones didn't really exist. And so I, 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 I just let it, I, I let them, in my head, it's just accepting that this is what they do. This is their little world. And I have to judge what is being presented in the context of that world. But what bothers me about it is it's like for so many years of us growing up, we had to choose between WCW or wwf i mean Mm. you could watch both which most of us did but you were on one side or you were on the other right and it was about wrestling and entertainment and the fans you know Mm. what was going to draw the most ratings so they did what they had to do now it's almost like they've just sold out and it's like we you 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 hooked us on to doing this as Mm -hmm. a kid and now you're giving us this garbage, which I understand it's entertainment. I understand what they're doing. I understand they're, they've got stakeholders. They've got the whole thing. But I'm just telling you, for me, it seems like a sellout. And they can't even give us the courtesy of having one show that is centered around wrestling. And when they did have it and it was good, they basically said, ah, fuck you. We're going to we're going to blow this up and make it a shitty show too so (laughs) that's that's just like it just irks me it makes me angry so yeah that's where i am i understand i try to do the same thing mike but i know you do i'm a loyal guy i'm a loyal guy i like what i like i love what i Vito. i'm here to support you um i'm not i'm just saying okay but okay let's let's move on though i i I got you on that yeah you're you're 100 right I just, it's not as easy for me as it is for you to compartmentalize <laughs> those things. <laughs> it's so, taken a lot of practice, Vito. It's listen, a lot if of you years. listen to these episodes, you know, from the beginning, it was a lot more of I know. us, me too, shitting on them. And yeah. I've come to just accept it, but I'm still going to have points that make me angry. So er, listen, early on episodes, we just needed to get it out of our system. Yeah. Now we got it out and yeah. we can, we can officially move forward, yeah. you know, and, right. and grow. Um, all right, so let's talk about the build-up to WrestleMania Let's do here. it. Um, I think they've done a decent job uh, as of uh, as of as they could compared mm. to. It's previous been better years. than other years. I mean, Matches honestly, we've had two pandemic years than, than I've heard yeah. before. We've had two pandemic years. Um, I just I got to tell you, I still don't love the two nights. I understand why they do it. It's just I get excited for one night and it's like, okay, now I have to get excited for two nights and it's Mm -hmm. like a weekend. And and I just 
my excitement just dwindles, I, I guess. I, yeah. But let's talk about some of the matches we got right. going on here. Um, Night one. Before we do that, oh, I, think yes. we should talk, I think we should talk about the Hall of Fame first. Okay. Let's go for because it. Because I think that this is kind of cool. You got Taker coming in, which for the listeners, we have a great episode that we're going to re-release at some point, maybe when we get closer, um, on The Undertaker and his career and his impact. So if you want a, a good listen into our thoughts on The Undertaker, um, mm-hmm. totally unbiased, just like everything we do, um, it, it's a great episode. You can go back and listen to it. We may even repost it or re-release it uh, when the Hall of Fame comes. But you got some other wrestlers in there too. You got um, Vader, who's going in, which is well deserved. Which absolutely. Again, Mike, I know. I I honestly think we might have to password protect our uh, our shows because there's a lot going on that it's almost like we know what's going to happen or should happen. You know, we've been pushing for Vader to be in the Hall of Fame for years. You know. Um, same with Psycho Sid. I don't know that he's officially been announced into the Hall of Fame, but it's rumor mill is that he's right. going to be, and those two should be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Steiners. I don't know if that's official yet either, which I am very curious. I- I'm intrigued if by that one. If Scott that Steiner up. comes back to do this, because <laughs> you trust him with a mic ba- in his hand at a Hall of Fame oh, ceremony. He basically has said, I fucking hate Triple H. <laughs> I would punch Stephanie McMahon in the face if I could. Like it's in Scott mm-hmm. Steiner fashion. So uh, we'll we'll have to see what happens there. Now, what are your thoughts on those guys going in? Well, I think the, obviously the Taker thing is a no brainer, and yeah. hopefully this is <laughs> not, hopefully it's not too on the nose, but hopefully this is the nail in the coffin for the Undertaker's <laughs> wrestling career, and it's over. That's it. You, this is the bow. This is the final bow on it. To say, okay, mm-hmm. it was wonderful. We're going to celebrate it all the lifetime achievement. The crowd will be there this year and be there in full force this year. So wonderful. Vader and Sid, you know, Vader, I think it's good for him. Sid, you know my feelings about Sid. I think I've talked about this, that I'm not sure if he meets those qualifications to me. But listen, he was a big dude. He was a force in wrestling. I think you know, whatever you can do to sort of honor what that guy did, I, I'm not going to argue with it. The Steiners is the most intriguing rumor <laughs> that I've seen so far. It wouldn't surprise me because I know that Rick Steiner has been at several of the NXT tapings because of his son. So uh, I, d- I don't know what this means for Scott. I'm a little, it, I, I'm very intrigued what a possible Scott Steiner promo <laughs> in 2022 on WWE television could look like. So uh, I think Scott Steiner might be the sole reason they've started recording the Hall of Fame beforehand <laughs> so that they can edit yeah. things down and, and prevent any uh, any beeps on TV. But if he even comes know. back, it, you know, if they don't have Scott Steiner there to induct the when they induct it, I just think it it's not worth it. I can see them having Rick come up with um, his son. And entered and eh. inducting them that way, I I really do. I, I that's how what I think, but it doesn't oh, matter. The, yeah, it, exactly, exactly. So we'll we'll it's see the, what happens. It's the Hall of Fame. It's a farce. Announced. It's a farce, anyways. But there's some people who deserve it, and you get excited, and then there's just yeah. other people. You just like whatever. So right. um, okay, now on to the to the main event, right? Yes. Um, 
let's talk about some of these matches. And um, so I, you got not, let's go through night one real quick. Mm-hmm. You, you were, you did a great job of. Oh, I organized kind of the hell out of this summer. Stuff. Yeah, okay. you did. You did a great job. So you got McIntyre versus Corbin. Meh. Great. I'm, They've had I'm a little fine bit of a if I completely missed that match. That's kind of how I feel. I mean, I'm not a Corbin guy. I like McIntyre. Unfortunately, he's gone downhill since he had his title reign. It just hasn't been the same. As evidenced by the fact that they have him paired up with Corbin. Stupid. So I, I, I'm not excited for that. I think nope. Drew, Drew can do better than that. Yep. But yep. the powers that you know what doing we, what they do. We we talked about it. We gave our feelings. Yep. We'll move on. Yep. Next match. Drew, um, good luck. The fact that I'm more excited about a KO show with Stone Cold um, should yeah. tell you that how we feel about this card so far. Mm. <laughs> and um, I mean, look, uh, I don't know how I feel about KO versus Stone Cold. We've we've talked about this, and I I don't think it's going to be a match. Maybe it'll be like a little impromptu match, but um, again. It's one of those things where WWE gives you this buildup mm-hmm. with an old star returning and you're just going to be let down when you see it because you're going to get the old Stone Cold, a couple stunners, yep. you know, maybe a Lothes press in there, a little beat down in the corner, uh, and uh, then a beer bash celebration. Uh, mark it down, guys. You don't even need to watch it. You, you can listen to my comments here and you'll, yep. you'll hear it. Um, you know what you're going to hear? What? What yeah, exactly? You're doing the style. I hope it's. What? I hope it's better than his last promos and stuff that he's done in the ring because I haven't been impressed with Stone Cold stuff, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see this what happens. is why I call WWE Neverland because yep, this is, yeah. let's go back and and nobody yeah. grows up here, but the fact I, is dude, people I, do grow up. Yep, I have. <laughs> like you, I have you've friends. seen Hook. Peter Pan grows yep. up, dude. It happens, right? And it I, doesn't always fit. No. He realized he had to leave. This is this is the same thing. You you and I have had side conversations about this whole Stone Cold thing, and I am a firm believer that this doesn't need to happen at all. No, his legacy is intact. He's one of the few wrestlers that has retired and stayed retired. Yep, not even come back for a spot show at Saudi Arabia. Looking at yep. you, Shawn Michaels. All right, <laughs> and and it most of the time it ends up being somewhat in the the realm of disaster it doesn't usually work i i hope that this isn't an actual match if they do anything match like maybe they'll do something like the last time wrestlemania was in dallas and if you i don't know if you remember this but when the rock and bray wyatt had that little thing and then it it was like an impromptu he ripped the tights off and the rock had like a three second match against eric rowan i can accept that but that's as far as I really want it to go. Because Agreed. I think any more than that, everyone is going to see the the cracks in the armor for Stone Cold. Because I, he's been put up on this pedestal. I know. And I think rightfully so in some ways. His career was wonderful. It ended the way it needed to end. Yep. His top rival on a top show, top build. Yep. He doesn't need... He's on night one of WrestleMania. Probably yep. coming up, I'm going to say like midway through the show. That's what that's yep. my guess. 
Now, Let's I know I'm going way. off on a rant here. I, I sound no, like you right you now because I think I'm, I, I'm getting. I, I, I love it, Mike. I know. I, I know you're it. like uh, Palpatine right now. You're like, I yeah. can feel your anger. Ooh, I can feel the hate. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's. Here, I'll give you a perfect example. Years past, old Vito, probably five years ago, would have been like, ah, yeah, woo, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, I can't wait. Um, but I had friends that who have not watched wrestling with me. For years, we used to watch it all the time when we were kids. Never get excited. I'll talk about wrestling. You know what? They probably don't even listen to the podcast. Great friends. Thank you guys, by the way. Yeah, thanks a lot. Um, but I got texts from multiple friends that don't watch anymore. And they're like, Stone Cold's coming back. No way. Blah, 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 blah. And literally, they I think they ex- expected me to be like, give them feed into that and be like, yes, he's coming back. It's going to be great. And I, my response was, guys, it's going to suck. I go, here's what's going to happen. And I laid it all out for them, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, wow, Vito, you, you really are a Debbie Downer. And I go, no, no, no. I go, the excitement and the buildup for him being there is going to be better than him actually being there. And you're just going to be let down. That's, that's my thought process. So I, I, I prepared them, you know, I prepared them. Like you are the, you are the viewers that they want to tune in to get more views and buys for this pay-per-view. Right. But ultimately you're just going to be, sad so Mm -hmm. you might get you might enjoy it but ultimately it won't be what you're thinking it's going to be so that that's where i am on that one i'm I'm glad ko is getting some sort of sure um treatment here i like ko um and he needs to bring himself up he cannot he was wwe champion it was not a great run he needs to do something to show that he is like a top guy in wwe and he has the ability just got to get there so hopefully this helps him um, we'll all right, moving on to the next one. You got Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus Miz and Logan Paul. Um, I could a hundred, I would probably rather watch two McIntyre versus Corbin fights than watch this one. Um, Logan Paul, I could care less about. I will say Eric Bischoff had a good quote about this. He goes, if you're tuning in to watch this as a great wrestling match, then you are, not setting your expectations correctly. He goes, this is great entertainment value and take it for what it is. And I'm like, yep, maybe, but still probably shouldn't be on WrestleMania. So that's how I feel. Give me, do you need to say anything else about that match, Mike? I, what I will say is this is indicative of them going back to their, their usual shit. Yeah, that's what what I'll say. When you look back at last year's card, that was definitely that was a, a look at that last that card from last year. They were fi- yep. finally back in front of a crowd. They yep. gave a lot of those celebrities were not available or, or were unwilling to do anything because of the pandemic restrictions. So they relied a lot more on the actual talent that was there. Mm-hmm. There was only what one or two matches that had. At that time, Shane was, I think, like the part-timer that was wrestling in Bad Bunny. And we all know how you yep. feel about Bad Bunny. I don't want to bring up some trauma for you. Yeah, guys. but he did a good but, job. I... But in general, that show was a lot... That Those two nights were a lot more palatable because they gave us a lot more. You had the Cesaro yeah. and Seth Rollins one-on-one match. This feels yeah. like they've returned to their form. And their form yep. is, it's WrestleMania, it's entertainment. We're going to have celebrities involved. Yep. Not so much with night one, but night two has a lot more of that. Yeah. And and that's fine. But, you know, 
the that now means the Miz is involved in yeah. two of these celebrity things. So we'll see. I, I, I look at it whatever. as this could be a bathroom break. Yeah, I mean, I love Rey Mysterio. Don't get me wrong. I do too. So I I don't know how much longer that guy's going. He looks amazing still, but yeah. So I'll probably watch it a little bit, but I may not be super invested in it. I would be much more intrigued with an Austin Theory Rey Mysterio one on one match than I would be with agreed some other stuff but okay moving on um the the top two matches of night one for me are coming up yep and i think that both of them will be great yep they're the only two that feel like wrestlemania worthy matches yeah (laughs) agreed so you got becky lynch versus bianca belair for the women's title and charlotte versus rousey for the uh smackdown women's title which I think we'll both be great matches. I mean, I don't know what else we can really say. No, I I, I, Becky Lynch and Bianca have had this thing going on since Becky returned last August. And there was a lot of issues with it. So hopefully there's a payoff here. I think in my view, I feel as though it's better for Bianca to win than Becky to win. Becky doesn't really need this win at this point. She's pretty established as a superstar. So I don't think she needs to have the win. I think Bianca is still establishing her legacy here. So I yep. think it's good for her. Charlotte and Ronda, I, I honestly can't call that one. I don't know what, who the hell is going to win that one. But both are plausible winners. So I'm not really sure. I, I don't know what Ronda's schedule is like, if she's going to be sticking around after Mania or what. But I just, I, I think it would be a tragedy to have I mean, Brock Lesnar, he's been around, so I'm, I'm not so upset about his title run but i compare rousey to to lesnar to some degree like mm-hmm. if you're not going to be around and you're going to be a part-timer just wrestling pay-per-views you shouldn't be champion so we'll see if she's going to stick around yeah. and do the, the lesnar thing fine sure do it yeah up until now I, I she's love been to on see every her... smackdown so I, I, i'll give her credit she's been she's wrestled yeah. a few matches on smackdown yeah. so I, i'm not i can't really complain about it that like that but no We'll see what I could happens. See we'll see some great matches with her with uh, against Bianca Belair. I could see some great matches with her against Ripley. You know, some some more physical style mm-hmm. women um, mm-hmm. could be a, a great even. Um, what's her name there? The the Queen of Hearts. Uh, Shayna Baszler. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, Shayna. I always forget about Shayna, yeah, but she's she doesn't get the also a former she MMA fighter. Uh, no, that would be a great match. You know, I want to so, see Ronda versus Asuka, but I don't know. I think Asuka's that would be injured, awesome too. So. so, all right. So anyway, let's go on to night two. Night two, baby. Going on tonight too. So who knows if they'll sprinkle something else in there? I hope. Yeah, sure I, will, I, but... I feel like uh, something else will get sprinkled into that because yeah. that's only what one, two, three. Well, the, the other one we want to mention here. I think one? I, I think the banger that we're we're missing here would be a Seth versus Cody. I know Cody doesn't do it for you, but if you're going to put him he in a match, but if you're going to put him in a match, that would be a good one. Um, those well, two, you're going to need to do something for night one. <laughs> I, I think they have one, but, but actually, yeah. all right, I'm changing my mind because I, I'm looking at both of these nights and both of them are just two matches on each night that are really stand out as WrestleMania caliber matches. Yep. Obviously, night one we just talked about the women's matches, but yep. night two let's let's walk let's walk through it. Hold on, I'm going to tell you which two are are you're thinking about. I know, you're I know definitely exactly thinking what you're about Edge versus AJ Styles. Uh huh. One, and I mean, 
I'm I'm guessing the other one. I mean, it can't be Knoxville versus Zane, which I'm, oh, I'm looking at. Spoiler alert, that is my choice. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Honestly, I bet you that's not going to be a bad match, uh, to be honest with you. But when Knoxville, who's wrestled once in his career, <laughs> is going to be the highlight of one of your yeah, matches, yeah. that's not great. So we'll see. I, I think Lesnar versus Reigns will be a decent match. I do. I, I, I yep. think it'll be good. I it, it just it is what it is i just i'm not mm-hmm. i'm looking at it and i'm not super excited about it and I'm, I'm not saying it'll be a bad match i'm just i don't know you're not sure it'll be a good match i'm just sick of brock lesnar it's it's gotten to the point i'm sick of i'm i'm sick of him like mm. it's just the way it is yeah um, I, I i i disagree on that one i actually don't mind him now he's uh, been around a lot more this time he does he's but... a, the character feels different he's clearly more relaxed he has neutered. He has neutered both Big E and uh, McIntyre. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And Bobby Lashley to some degree, not nearly as much. But like I the mean, momentum basically names Bobby Lashley. Those yeah, but Germans. but the but the three of those guys had so much momentum when Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. wasn't there. And then now what? They're just. I, I mean, Big E's injured. He, I don't even know if he had a oh, match God. scheduled. No, he didn't. So, I think he might have had something that was going to happen with, you know, as part of the new day. But oof. by the way, Big E, sending thoughts over to you, man. Oh, hopefully yes, he's okay. Yes. Yeah, what a terrible. Ever since he lost the title, it's been nothing but shit for that guy, and I feel bad for him. But oh. anyway, so yeah. you got Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. Man, okay, man. what the fuck is the point of that? Is Vince? I think this is where Vince comes in and starts to wrestle for like two minutes or something against Pat McAfee. <laughs> That's my thought process. I bet he comes in. He says, "Austin, you're not doing a good enough job." Rips off his suit and starts wrestling pat for a couple minutes and then that's that right stupid but i'll bet mm-hmm. you that's what happens then the what is the next one the tag match which could be pretty good i think i i like all of these women in there yeah um, yeah i think that might actually end up being a decent match um yeah i i think we're we're under we're underestimating the women's tag title match i, I think I, so too i think i'm just thinking of i this this is a good pay per view match in general. Uh, looking at all of them, Liv Morgan's made a lot of strides. Rhea Ripley is I is a badass. Her. Obviously, yep. Banks and Naomi don't need to prove anything. Uh, Zelina and Carmella. Carmella, meh. I'm yeah, I'm she, meh with Carmella. That's but how I am. Zelina, I like. So yeah, me too. That'll be interesting. Then we obviously got the the five star match. We think that we're gonna get with Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn. The only reason this is gonna be good. It's because Johnny Knoxville isn't your typical celebrity. No, He'll take he kno- a fucking he's beating. totally fine getting tossed around. <laughs> yeah, he's, which is going to make a awesome. career off of it. Yeah, so that'll be good. And I love Sami Zayn. Um, mm-hmm. I just wish he was in a, a match that could be a five-star match because he mm-hmm. could be. Uh, yeah. I just, I don't know. So that's that's, right. that's that one. Then you got Edge versus AJ Styles, which is very intriguing. Um, the buildup hasn't been fantastic. It just kind of happened two weeks ago. I would love to see a longer buildup for that match because these mm. two, it's like a dream match that you feel like they deserve more deserve a more. And, and you're getting a weird edge with new entrance music and he's changing his character, which fine. Cool. You know, he could still do that and get away with it and do a good job. But I mean, AJ Styles wasn't even on the show last night. Right. Strange. <laughs> <laughs> like what, what was he doing? Is he was he selling the low blow? And then AJ Styles hold 
trajectory and career. It's just like he was with uh, Omo. Almost. Right? Yeah. Almost. And like weird tag team match when you get a guy who's one of the best wrestlers in your locker room and he's in a tag team with a giant dude. I don't know. I just, so I, I'm excited for that one. It's all right, I think be, D- don't okay. try to explain, D- don't try okay. to make the illogical feel logical. Yeah. And then you got Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, which is given our the, thoughts already. The, yeah. We'll we're see how our goes. thoughts on that. So <sighs> I don't know. I just, I don't know either. I'm, I don't know what to make I, of it. It, it is again, it feel, I don't feel as excited as I did last year. Cause I think I was, no. I was more invested in a lot of the matches. There's a lot more one-on-one matches. Yeah. So, and matches that felt like they had, they, they mattered more. Yeah. There's only a few of them on here that I can look at and say, these matter. And, and to your point, I wouldn't even put necessarily edge and AJ styles in that category. Then it on paper, it's a WrestleMania caliber match, but the buildup is that hasn't matched it for me. No, the other three, I think have mm-hmm. all of them that some two of them, Becky, Bianca, Brock, and Roman have been going on since SummerSlam. Yep, I know. So makes sense. Yeah, I, yeah, that's that's where I am. You know, we'll we'll watch because it's WrestleMania. Never yeah. know what to expect, but um, I'm intrigued by the Cody Cody thing. I'm just intrigued by it. That's all. I I'm with you. I'm not his biggest fan, but. He has had some great matches over in AEW. Sure. I'm curious to see that dynamic when he comes over. Like, how does that work? Um, we'll, see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So, you know, we're, we're very, we're very lackluster on our Yeah, I know. I feel like <laughs> maybe, we, maybe we should have started with WrestleMania first and then ended with our revolution. Uh, no, because review. then I would have been depressed going into talking yeah. about revolution. Uh, so, but you know what? It is um, what it is. What we might do. Because the the Gorilla Crew is gonna be back together again when yep. April second rolls around. Mikey Cash has his WrestleMania party resurrected, and who knows? Maybe you guys will get a special bonus episode that gets a little snippet recorded while we're With live reacting to the showcase that is McIntyre versus Corbin. Yep, yep. Anyway, yeah. and you know the other thing that sucks about a two night WrestleMania, Mike. What? What do you do? Order pizzas two nights in a row? You know, like what do you do? You just drink throughout the whole forty-eight hours? Like how do we, how do you do this? Like, I mean, I, I guess really some know. people do. I I don't know. You got to pace yourself. Number one. <laughs> Two. The way I'm approaching this is I'm going to get invested in just one of the nights. The other yeah. night, I'll just sort of, unfortunately, just have to watch, kind of going through the motions. And yeah. I feel like night two is going to be that night I'm going through the motions. <laughs> yeah. Night one will be sort of our get together. We'll all be together. We'll be excited. We're probably going to be more invested yeah, in night one overall. I agree. I just hope it's not a letdown because then I will not be excited for night two. No, so, no. But um, all right, Vito final thoughts. Early again. Final thoughts. There is one thing I want to touch on before okay. we um, we uh, we we sign off for the day. I know this was a, a little bit longer of an episode. We appreciate you guys listening. Um, but Jeff Hardy back in, uh, back. AEW surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but this leads to a couple things in AEW that I'm pretty excited about. Right. Yeah. Number one singles match with Jeff Hardy, him versus Darby Allen would be an awesome match. Mm-hmm. I think it is like 
is something they'll have to build up to. However, they should start with him, with the Hardy Boys, and then you got guys like the Young Bucks, who are basically the Hardy Boys 2.0 at one point. That would be an awesome match. But they got so many good tag teams in AEW that like there's actually something to get excited about with that reunion. Hey, and it's their last Jungle run. Express versus the Hardy Boys. That could be really cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, there's a lot of good stuff that could mm-hmm. happen there. So I'm excited about that. And then even on a singles standpoint, like there's so many people that could live up to the Jeff Hardy wrestling style that it, it's going to be great. Um, so let's see what happens there, but I think that'll be awesome. And I even better point is that they can use the Hardy's original entrance music because yeah. they lost the rights to it. And I think it's actually just like a generic it's, soundtrack yeah, anyway. Stock music. It's yeah. not even it's not yeah. even a, a WWE. Yeah, you hear it on Sports Center all the time. Music. Yeah. So good good for them. Good get. Yep. So that is my final thought for the day. Anything from you? Uh, I don't really have any other final thoughts, except I'm I'm excited to see where AEW goes now that they have ROH. Um, I'm intrigued by this, I guess you can call it the build for WrestleMania. I'm, I wonder where Seth Rollins fits into all this. And I, I, I'm just, I'm excited for Charlotte versus Ronda. That, that's a big one for me. So um, that's going to be my, that's what I'm getting super invested in. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, well, this has been a longer episode, Vito, but I feel like we covered everything we needed to cover. So with that, guys, once again, thank you for listening. And you will probably be hearing from us in the next week or so. I think we're probably going to have more more content coming your way. And like I said, maybe a bonus episode coming down the pike uh, when we're live watching WrestleMania Night 1. So until then, take care, and we'll see everybody soon. In my lifetime, I've learned... Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. We now return your perception of reality to you. Until next time.